Hello, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Get Geek podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to get into some Star Wars geekdom to celebrate May the 4th be with you. Uh, But first, I want to give a quick mention. Um, As you guys know, many of our fans know, we have been recording from uh, social distance or recording uh, safely. Um, We're recording remotely, all of us. So please bear with us on any issues with sound quality. We're doing the best that we can. We think it sounds pretty good. But um, if there are any issues, of course, bear with us because of the circumstances right now. Um, And also, as another quick mention, if you guys could really help us out in this time with a like, share, rate, and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. Again, we also welcome suggestions. So you can always let us know on our Instagram, at Get Geek Podcast. And of course, you can suggest our podcast to your friends and they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and basically anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. Um, But before we get started, let's do our introductions. This is Jose. This is Wolfie. This is AJ. Eli. And this is Walt. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so... Uh, Walt, jump in and why don't you let us know who your Star Wars character is that, um, oh, just a quick explainer, actually, we're, we're just mentioning Star Wars characters that we think need to be expanded upon, whether in films, media, or elsewhere. So, Walt, please go ahead and tell us who your character is. All right. So, one of my favorite movies is Rogue One. I think it's one of the better movies in this new era of Disney mm-hmm. um, and Star Wars. And one of the, one of the it introduced a, a bunch of characters that you know we've we've seen for the first time, and their backstories are unexplained at this point, except for maybe a couple of maybe fan sites or things of that nature on the internet. Um, mm-hmm. One of the characters that I think would be an awesome choice to get his own either TV or movie show or TV or movie uh, would be the character of Chirut. Imwe, and he was played by Donnie Yen in the movie Rogue One. Um, Like I said, his his backstory is very limited. We know that he's a blind human that was born on that moon of Jeddah that we went to, uh, and where he kind of joined the resistance or the rebellion at that point. Um, he does have a, a best friend who sh- he shares his advent- adventures in. It's kind of like a buddy cop situation, which is Baze Malbus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, awesome you know, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he really, really is. And my suggestion is if they ever did do a Chirut um, thing, I think he's better served in the TV space as opposed to the movie space, because I think it's uh, it gives his more it gives us more time to spend with him, especially with his backstory. But it also gives us the added bonus to be able to see how Baze and him met, and you know how they progressed together and became the friends that you saw them in Rogue One. Um, Chirut again is blind. Um, we don't know if he's force sensitive, but he it is heavily hinted in the movie that he is, right? Yeah. Right. I am one with the force and the force is with me. One of the coolest Which is lines, another 
Yeah, that that phrase right there is one of is quickly becoming one of the iconic phrases in Star Wars. It it hasn't hit may the force be with you levels, but if you see Clone Wars and, and mild spoiler, you may hear that phrase um, coming up. So it's, it's I'll, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil the show. Which yeah. you know, sidebar. Please watch Clone Wars, especially the last three to four episodes. Um, there is a, a noticeable difference in that show. They actually give it a movie quality and, and a movie beginning. Usually when you watch Clone Wars, they have the propaganda stuff. Yeah, um, which is funny, this, though. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but th- these last ones... You, I, I contend that you make this into a movie, and it's actually a better movie than some of the movies that we've seen on film right now for Star Wars. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I mean, especially but, with the the caliber of the characters that oh actually have become so gosh, important. It, it is like, so awesome. Like Ahsoka Tano, how it, right? How it, so blends into, how it blends into Revenge of the Sith is awesome. But anyway, I digress because that's what, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, Chiru, he's a guardian of the wills, and those those guys, they're monks who protect um, the Jedi artifacts and stuff like that. And to me, you know, just watching him operate in Rogue One, he, he's kind of like a Star Wars daredevil, so to speak, because the 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 way that he fights and and you know, it's just it's amazing you know and he had that one amazing moment where you know he's he's chanting i am with the force and the force is with me and he walks in in the middle of the battlefield you know what i'm saying to try and turn off that switch uh, or turn it on um in rogue one that was just amazing i think he's he's a really good candidate to have his own show um just because he to me he's an awesome character I, i don't know what you guys think well, I mean, I honestly like just off the bat, like giving put, watching Donnie Yen in anything to me is a joy, enjoyable, and he really was Agreed. a huge part of what made this character so awesome. Because the, not only that line, but the moments and the ways in which he delivers the line, especially obviously as you mentioned that moment near the end when he's walking through laser fire through the battlefield calmly. In a, in a collected monk-like warrior fashion, just walks through everything just to flip that switch. That that whole scene is one of the best scenes in the movie and one of the best scenes in, in all Star Wars movies, in my opinion. I think it's at least top 10, um, just for the quality of the character moment and the quality of like how cool the action is and how cool it is that what he's doing. So for me, like, yeah, if you obviously you got to cast Denny Donnie Yen in this role, you cannot cast anyone else. Just like they're using Diego Luna for the Cassian Andor show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if you're making a Cassian Andor show as a spinoff, well, first of all, they sh- they probably should have made a show for the main character. Um, but that's another conversation entirely. But yes, so you're talking about Jenna Erso. Yeah, Jen Erso. I mean, she is the main character of the movie. They should have given her a little bit more backstory, maybe, even though they have some in the movie. That's mm-hmm. not my that's not my pick necessarily. It's just a couple of quick opinions. But yeah, like if Cassian Andor is getting a backstory, and he's a cool character too, don't get me wrong. Chirrut Imwe is an is a natural choice for somebody that should get a TV show, like you said, because a movie, one adventure just wouldn't be enough with this character. 
Right. And I, I think it'll be awesome just to have him, you know, seeing how he, he kind of, you know, hooks up with Baze and stuff. And, and those, those two characters in the movie had great chemistry. Imagine if you, you, you know, elongate that into a series form, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. to see those two guys play against each other. Like I said, it's the ultimate buddy cop type of thing, you know? Which would work really well within the Star Wars universe because it would be a genre that hasn't been explored. And if anything, that's something that Star Wars could benefit from. That's why Rogue One was probably so awesome. I think those of us that like it agree it's because it wasn't like every other Star Wars movie. It was a different genre. It was a war movie. And that's something that made it really, really interesting. So why not extend that into TV shows for some of these characters who aren't Jedi? Yeah, I think, I think the, I think the closest relationship that we have currently in Star Wars would be kind of like Han Solo and Chewbacca, you know, how they play against each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I guess you're you're probably right in that regard. And also in like two characters who are highly regarded in the Star Wars universe that, again, are not Jedi, that exactly. uh, that people really, really are interested in hearing their story. Yeah, Chirrut Inway would be an awesome choice. And Baze, I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, you definitely have to add Baze to it in order to make it work, just to explore their relationship. Yep. And so that's my choice for uh, a, a character that I believe could have his own his own thing in the Star Wars universe. Um, awesome, awesome. Eli, mm-hmm. you're up next. What Tell do you us. think? What you got? Um, <laughs> you guys are going to get angry. Uh, we always do whenever you speak. You make us angry by hating everything that we love, Eli. But that's okay. That's your opinion. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's my thing. But anyway, um, I changed my character. And I know we were supposed to come up with one before the podcast mm-hmm. and we were supposed to um, explain. But um, anyway, that's uh, cool. Balcorian. Not so many people know about this character unless you know what Legends is. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think that he deserves a movie. Um, what about him is it that you really think would make him good in a movie? What's what do you like about his character? Well, it's it's just such a mysterious character, I think. Mm-hmm. And given the fact that he was like. Explain who he is. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah. uh, Valkorian um, was, I think he was, um, he he was a human warrior from the planet Zakul, who lived centuries before the Galactic War. So, um, he was actually, it's not actually Valkorian who I want as a movie. Mm -hmm. It's Vitate, because... They're basically one and the same. Vitate is actually, he's like a force entity. um, And he needs a host. So he goes and possesses Valkorion and uses him to take over the Eternal Empire. And uh, and, um, he lives thousands thousands of years. So he's considered the immortal emperor, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he's a very mysterious character and a very like I don't know how would you how would you say it? What do you mean? Like a very mysterious character and. Well, first of all, he's not a character that a lot of people know unless yeah. unless they're in the they're really really 
deep into the Star Wars Legends universe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he there is a, an aura of mystery around him because um, he is the immortal uh, Sith Emperor. Emperor right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the circumstances of how he became that is, is pretty interesting because he's not a person that has been infused with force powers. He's a person that has been basically possessed with an entity that has force powers you know what i'm saying and so that to me is a pretty interesting it's almost you can almost kind of make a star wars horror movie out of this yes that that is what i was looking for almost like the, Mm -hmm. the part from rogue one where it's like vader just slashing through the entire shuttle that's what i see and that's what i that's the potential I see in oh, this character. God. I want that's it to really be a You know, that's really interesting yeah. because I, I, I feel like uh, from the little that I know of Valkorian, he, uh, or, you know, the entity in the situation, this can almost be like the precursor to, and the explanation to how Palpatine can transfer his mind and soul to these different bodies and stuff it could be like you know where Palpatine got the uh, power or learned the power to transfer you know his entity to another body and stuff you know because that's what it seems like goes on Valkorian that like you know the Sith entity is just using these you know bodies to to continue on living which is you know what makes him immortal yeah, and you know, it's it's it would definitely help. I think the Star Wars backstory in general, because that's a Sith power that's never fully been explained, and it's been so heavily leaned on in a lot of different stories. Honestly, like, I mean, it's it's been slightly explained, but the way that the Sith kind of kind of have their their, I guess, their Force ghost attached to <laughs> people or to items or to locations, like. If I you explain this idea. character more, this Valkorian character more, and give him more of a backstory, you can open that up and and explain that a little bit better, so that we can start to understand some of the things that happened, even in some of the more recent movies that shall not be named. Right. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm trying with everything that happened in Rise of Skywalker. I'm trying to lean away. Shall not be named from. <laughs> Star Wars, the franchise, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get in. Well, not the franchise. Sorry, the Skywalker saga. I just want this to be a completely different, and I don't. I don't want it to be those PG thirteen movies, uh, PG thirteen Star Wars movies, where it's like, oh, we did it! It's a happy ending. Oh my <laughs> god, the kids are gonna love this. No, I want death. Complete oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I want I want I want it like Anakin, how he used to do it. Murdering children's millions oh of kids. Head millions. Top. Yes. He didn't murder millions. I mean, from what I heard from him. What That's I what he wants. Him, yeah. <laughs> what I heard about him was like it it was crazy. Like, didn't he um like destroy a planet or something just with yeah, he Valkyrie was a pretty, or... pretty powerful Seth. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Um, okay, I guess I'll go next. All right. Um, this one was a little tough. Uh, originally, I was going to go for Bosk. 
The reason why I didn't go for Vader, I knew it. Is I knew because, it. Because, well, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't go for Vader is because he he's he's still the Golden Boy so far. I, I don't I don't want even the possibility of them messing that up. I really don't. So I was gonna pick Bosk, but I didn't pick Bosk either. I picked the Huts. No, no, no. Ooh, the Huts. Like and this is why oh. I say the Huts. That could make for an interesting for genre For some show. reason, inexplicably, these slugs have little to no range of motion, yet they command the most respect out of all the bounty hunters and the scumbags of the criminal underworld. I want to know why. Yo, okay, you know what? And you know what? This would also be a very good opportunity to flesh out other, other characters' story, like, say, Bosk. Maybe mm-hmm. even get a mention to how Boba Fett got his startup. Things like that. Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Ties with other criminal organizations. Oh, there are a that's, lot that's of really ways. There are a lot of ways that the huts alone can branch out while also embellishing their own story. So that's why I picked them. That would Damn. be awesome. That would be really, really interesting because it, it allows it allows the uh, the universe to give you know to lend some some uh, some limelight to these characters that maybe don't necessarily need a whole show or who can stay and remain mysterious and stuff. You know, the interactions between Darth Vader and, 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 and Jabba and Boba and stuff. And like, you know, all these like little side stories, but from the point of view of the huts, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I agree because this is, they've been so integral to the story of star Wars since the very beginning Jabba the hut, like, Basically, even from the first movie, if we all, those of us that remember the deleted scene with the human Jabba that was then turned into the CGI Jabba in the special edition movies. But I mean, as I, as I quickly mentioned, and just to expand upon it, I think that the genre that, that you could put this show in, you could make this an edgier Star Wars uh, yes. TV show. That's with, also uh, you know, what I was going for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if you're because like, there was a video game that was supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm go sorry. Ahead, no, no, no there, there was a, vi- a Star Wars video game that was supposed to come out called 1313. I don't know if you guys yes. are aware of that. Yes, I remember that. And it got canceled. Yeah. They just showed like the demo of it or whatever. It looked amazing. Exactly. And um, while they weren't going to wasn't focus George Lucas on the Huts, also? No, no, I'm sorry. That? George Lucas was involved in a TV show that was. Yeah. Yeah, that's something different. But I remember the game as well. Go ahead. Yeah, but but those 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 two things were going to introduce, um, you know, the the seedy underworld of Star Wars. Thir- thirteen ter- thirteen was specifically going to follow Boba Fett and his interactions with the Coruscant under- underworld. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the the series that you are referring to was going to be more of a generalized thing where it's more gangster. And, and more of that type of ilk. So, right. you know, but that's the, what it could turn. The idea into, was yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea was there, but they just never, you know, moved forward with it. You know, they just love yeah. to cancel anything, Boba. That's why. I mean, yeah, I guess that's. 
I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, like the, a lot of the underworld or like slightly different genre th- uh, tales have been canceled. They're just. It's really like killing off Boba. I, I mean, maybe like you said, he's one of those smaller characters that can't quite hold his own. He show. is not. Oh my god, he is not. Oh my god. Damn. Listen, it, the comment didn't come from me this time. He's not. <laughs> I was he's, not one, he's one of the biggest characters in Star Wars. How can you even say that? I was gonna say, uh, no, yeah, I'm just like, messing. Well, I'm just messing. Sure, yeah, you we'll, are. We'll all do true respect. Hey, I I all. made this choice so that I could be all inclusive <laughs> with the bounty hunters. Okay, <laughs> give me but that. And honestly, if you look at it, Boba Fett got expanded upon almost more than any character from the original trend, at least not the main characters. You know, the Luke Skywalker's and the Han Solos of the other characters, he got expanded upon a lot, and. I mean, he's the most expanded character that doesn't actually have an actor tied to him. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, if if I'm thinking back about it, I have no idea who played the original Boba Fett in the movies. Three different people played the original Boba Fett. Three people in three different different people. people? Yeah, three different people. Three different. So probably, so probably. The the one that that not not to make light of this, but the one that that had that incident with the Sarlacc pit was different from the one that that said yeah. no disintegrations was different from yeah. Yeah. one of the other ones. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay. So that that explains that a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, clearly there's a market for some of the Star Wars characters who aren't traditional heroes. And you know, we had this discussion before talking about who's anti heroes versus who's not anti heroes. I believe that Boba Fett is an anti-hero. If you look at his backstory after the movies were made in the Star Wars Legends canon, he's definitely a little bit of an anti-hero character. So you could make the case that he would be a good a good hero for a television show. I mean, he's he's very much like the Mandalorian in many ways. He he's just a guy that wants to get the job done most of the time, but sometimes he gets pulled into the greater heroics. But yeah, I mean, just to expand upon the whole underworld of Star Wars would be, I think, pretty incredible, especially since we've been teased by that before. Yeah, I I, I agree. Actually, I think that um, I think that one of the 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 things that's missing the most from from Star Wars is proper world building. You know, like Star Wars is such a huge, you know, entity when when you do include. You know the, the some of the greater stories that we've gotten from legends and stuff like that, and and from past video games and all, um, that uh, you know I feel like the movies, especially when they had the opportunity to do so with the uh and the the sequel saga, that mm-hmm. they didn't really expand on the world. They just they showed a few different scenes, but that's not world building to me. That's just like ad hoc, you know, introduction of certain elements of the Star Wars universe. But they had an opportunity to 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 visit different kind of planets instead of remaking certain planets or revisiting planets and and systems and and other elements of that. So yeah, you know, I feel like, they, like kind of a missed opportunity with the sequel I think saga. one of the I think one of the biggest failings of the sequel saga is the fact that they were too beholden to what came before it instead of trying to yeah push the story forward they just kept on the the sequel saga to me except for last jedi but the sequel saga to me was just one big easter egg to the original trilogy right you know right they didn't and, do, and anything. They to, didn't do to, anything original 
to Wolfie's point, it's true. Like you, if you saw any of the old planets, I mean, any of the original planets or locations from earlier Star Wars canon, they didn't really do much with it. It was just there, just to be there. It was like, hey, we're on Tatooine just because, or like whatever other planets they ended up visiting. It, they just they just show up there. They don't expand on like the history of the planet, like you know. They, they don't tell you anything more than what you already know. And then they add these new planets as they always are in Star Wars. They're either desert planets or snow planets. Like there's really only two planets. It seems in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's true. Um, right. Or most of the time. Planets. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those, those are the, those are like the only three that you'll see <laughs> for the most part. And then you have like a Coruscant where like, it's just a huge, a gigantic city is the entire planet. But like you basically see all the same types of planets in Star Wars and it just gets cookie cutter after a while. It's like, oh, here's another desert planet. Like here's Ray's planet. That's exactly the same as Luke Skywalker's planet, basically. It's yeah. just backdrop. That's it. Like yeah. it's just backdrop yeah. and they don't do anything with it. You know, I, I think they, they fall back too much on the the character lore um, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, giving, giving life to the environment that they're in, you know what I mean? Because it is true. Like we, we've been probably to like four or five different, you know, desert like planets. They all just look like Tatooine. And, and I just always assume that we're on Tatooine, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that. So, I mean, take a look um, at Mandalorian for, for the longest time. We thought that at the very beginning, we might be in Tatooine and whatnot. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, until finally we, we found out that it wasn't, um, I'm, this is something that I've said multiple times on this podcast, and I'm going to make it really, really quick because I know we're not talking about this, but mm-hmm. um, the fanboy in me just appreciates what Dave Filoni does with his his work in the animated space, and that's why I keep pushing the issue that he really needs to get more and more involved in the live-action space because he needs to what be the Kevin he does that's so different from the other ones is that, yeah, he goes and he revisits planets, but then he builds on that mythology and he builds on that world building. He's It's not just enough for him to go to Tatooine and say, hey, we're on Tatooine. No, he, he puts in different wrinkles that actually make the live action stuff even better. And that's what I think is missing right now. You know, yeah, but again, I mean, we're not talking about this. So, you know, we're talking about the things, but I just had to put it on there since the conversation went that way. I'll just I'll just to expand on that briefly again, like like you said, we're not really talking about it. But like most of the time when he when he brings you back to a planet from the original trilogy or something like that, he shows you how it's changed, which is what's interesting. If you right. look at most of the other movies and and indeed the sequel trilogy nothing has changed on these planets for the most part nothing at all has changed so and and to put it very succinctly for me when's the last time we got a place that we can refer to as a wretched hive of scum and villainy and be like yeah that place is awesome that's one of the best star wars locales like that has some of the best lore i can't think of a place besides like the I mean, there are other places, but there's no place as iconic as like the original location that they expanded upon, which is Mos Eisley Spaceport, in a way. Mm-hmm. Where are those other locations? You know, I think that that's something that's missing. And I think to get back to, to AJ's point or to AJ's sug- uh, suggestion, you can <laughs> do that really, really well by making the Huts a main character of a TV show. 
So what's yours, Gabe? Uh, so I'm for, before I go on to mine, uh, I'm actually now really, really sad that the Java, you know, series or whatever is, it's not a real thing. Uh, I, I, I love the idea of mm-hmm. a Java like series or movie that gives us a place to put all the outlaw type of stuff that goes on in the Star Wars world, you know, things that have to do with like, you know, dark Jedi and gray Jedi and the bounty hunters, you know, a place where like, there is no good. They're just, there's just people trying to survive and make ends meet in lawless areas. So that, that would be absolutely awesome. I love that suggestion. Yeah. Um, my suggestion is one that like, again, it's like, I, I feel like a lot of my suggestions are based on, on stuff from when I was growing up. Uh, in anything that we do, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. comic stuff, movie stuff, the heroes uh, stuff, but um, but for me, it's gonna be Revan. I feel like Revan deserves not a not just a series or just a movie, but a a series of movies. And the reason I say that is because if you ever played uh, Knights of the Old Republic, which is one of my I think it I, I would say it's it's the first real 3D um RPG that I played aside from Final Fantasy, which Final Fantasy played a little bit like kind of like a top view game. This is like the first one that, that I played. And one of the things that was great about Knights of the Old Republic is that your the choices that you made in the game really, really affected the story, not in a minimal way, but in a huge way. Because mm-hmm. you start off as this character who Based on uh, your decisions, you either go light or dark path, and uh, I don't necessarily want to spoil people on the game, but at the same time, that game is many, many decades old. Well, not many decades old, but many years old. So um, the story behind it is that you start off essentially as you know Revan, but you don't know that you're Revan uh, until later in the game. And I think that that's a great storyline to, to put into the universe because we can start we can make a movie of uh, Revan's character as the human Jedi um, and everything and explain how he was brainwashed by the Jedi and had his memory wiped. And at some point, you know, let's say in the second film or the end of the first film, he realizes that he was not part of the uh, light side, that he's actually part of the dark side and he becomes Darth Revan. Um, and we can see the Darth Revan film in the second movie. And, uh, even, and this is why I say it should be like a trilogy because in the second movie, we can show how he was actually originally a Jedi that fell into the uh, Sith. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have like this, like a bunch of really key turns that we can have at the end of each film that will really kind of flesh out who Revan is what the Knights of the Old Republic uh, um, era was, uh, how amazing it was. And the other thing about Revan that I really, really enjoyed is the fact that this is really kind of the start of the Skywalker saga, you could say. It's the start of everything. It's the start of everything. Yeah. And 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 what I mean by that for those for the our Star Wars fans that aren't super deep in in that old knowledge is um Revan represents that original story of a Jedi that fell to the Sith, very much like Anakin did. Um, and kind of like the 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 original story of like, hey, you need a you know, for the Jedi to, you know, be careful of the temptations of the dark side because you can be 
you know, like Revan and what happened to him. But aside from that, you also mm-hmm. have uh, the very initial prophecy is told to Revan about um, Anakin Skywalker and uh, mm-hmm. how he can bring, like, you know, the, the dangers that he has to bring balance to the Force. Because at this point, he becomes Darth Revan. He, uh, if I remember correctly, he um, is contacted or he communicates with a Sith entity. Sorry if you hear my dogs in the background. <laughs> they really want, <laughs> I think, they, I think they want to go for a walk. Um, but the uh, he gets he communicates with a Sith entity mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of explains to him, you know, what he needs to do to take control of the Sith and like really win this original war um, against the Jedi, but then warns him uh, about the sun. You know, or I believe I'm a little bit fuzzy on the backstory. I don't have notes in front of me, but warns him about like the lineage and Anakin Skywalker as to the prophesized being that can bring balance to the force and, you know, tear down all of the Sith plans and stuff. So, um, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be absolutely awesome to see, you know, Rev. Plus, he, he, he uses two, two lightsabers. So he uses a blue, I believe a blue and a red one, you know, one from. Ouch. Nope. No? It's purple. It's purple, It's man. purple. Both of them? Red and purple. Red and purple. Right. Right. Uh, Makes sense, though. That signifies his struggles between light and dark. Right, which, right. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing. I think that, like, that's one of the, the, the best things. And the other thing, too, is that we could also kind of leave it almost in the hands of the viewer to 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 suggest whether he's truly light or truly dark you know that 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 never-ending struggle that we always see being told in star wars universe you know between you know anakin luke uh you know luke and and uh ben solo um you know this is like the original struggle story between light and dark so yes i I love this idea because those of you that know me know that Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2 are actually some of my favorite Star Wars tales of all time. And Wolfie's right. Like, there's so much setup here. There's there's an enormous amount of setup for all of Star Wars because somehow, strangely enough, when you look at it, like Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, of course, by virtue of the fact that they take place thousands of years before the original trilogy – they explain a million different things that didn't get explained even in the movies. They explain mm-hmm. to more in more detail the rule of two with the Sith, which is something that didn't get expanded upon until later on, I believe, in the Legends universe. Right, because he's the he, he like Darth Revan is essentially the 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 inception of the rule of two story. No, no, I don't think that was it. I th- I think he was he, the re- the rebirth of it because if you remember, the, there was another. Yes, playing as far as like. Yes. Yes. See exactly. So there, but but he's connected to it in a huge way, and he connects it to the to the to the. Let's I guess we'll call it the original trilogy. He connects the old Sith teachings, the old Jedi teachings, the old Jedi wars that took place. He connects all of that into the main timeline, and there's a reason why. I think we might see this too if you look at it because there's what rumors of – well, the rumors of the Star Wars TV show are that it's going to be a Knights of the Old Republic TV show, right? Or an Old Republic TV show. And there's isn't rumors that, that they're – Isn't that the, uh, the, the, the High Republic 
uh, or is that the movies? The High Republic uh, era is the movies that's coming up. The new movies. I think or? you might yeah. be right. I do know that yeah. there's we're going to get a telling of that uh, in a movie or a TV show, or at least there's a huge, heavy rumor that that's going to happen uh, from what we've heard so far, right? And then you know, you you also look at the fact that there's rumors that they're planning to possibly mm-hmm. remaster and re-release Knights of the Old Republic. So there's a good chance for you to take a character like Revan, or indeed some of the some of the other awesome characters in one and two, like Kreia in Knights of the Old Republic Two, is a really great character as well. Revan, Bane, all of these characters can be expanded upon and brought into, uh, let's say, the canon in quotes, or at least into live action canon, or even animated. I wouldn't really care how they do this as long as they expand upon it. I think it's a great choice, a really great choice. Yeah, and, I, I, and with I think- Revan. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. With no, Revan, no you, you also have the ability to recreate that Empire Strikes Back, I'm your father moment for, for the new generation. Mm-hmm. Because I remember playing that game and the revelation that you're playing as Darth Revan was one of the biggest shocks that I think I've ever had in a video game. Yeah. You know? Agreed. So, you know, you could, you could put that in the film space and that, like I said, that literally becomes you know, the I am your mo- your father moment for a new generation of Star Wars viewers. 100%. Especially the ones that haven't played the game. Yeah, I can see that. And then if they play the new game, if they make the new game as is, as is rumored, then we can see a huge expansion of the Star Wars universe in general. And there's other characters in those games that are not Jedi. I mean, connecting it back a little bit, that's another, There's a there's a big... Uh, element of the Mandalorian story that gets told in these games as well. Because you have the Mandalorian characters in both games. Right, absolutely. I mean, the the, the connection between the Mandalorian characters is that when, um, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but if when Revan was uh, leading the Jedi, he was leading the Jedi against the Mandalorian in the, in the Jedi-Mandalorian War. And mm-hmm. that, I think, would be an awesome way to kind of bring in the you know a mandalorian origin story aside from you know having a tv show and stuff like that it would kind of give us a little bit more background on the mandalorians as a whole uh without having to give the mandalorians as you know as a species their own film or their own uh you know their own tv show where i think that like things like this should be more explained in backstory or ad hoc stories that are part of uh you know a different kind of movie or TV show and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I think that it would be absolutely awesome to have uh, a Revan storyline. I think that this really is the angle that they can give us a new set of movies in a completely different timeline that does not necessarily touch the Skywalker saga at all, but still kind of gives us that uh, kind of uh, Darth Vader... Anakin Skywalker storyline a little bit of like, hey, I'm gonna fall in love with Revan, then oh no, he turns bad, then you know, oh no, it's not that he's just bad, he's struggling and all that stuff. So um while giving us the you know, I say the I, I would say the originator for the Star Wars saga as we know it today. Yeah, it would be I agree. That would be an absolutely fantastic choice. And if if it Weren't your choice? Um, if I didn't have another one in mind, I guess that's maybe a little cliche. That would probably be one of my second or third choices because he's such a good character and yeah. he's such a good story. Mm-hmm. So, 
let me jump into who my character is. And as I said, it's it's a little cliche, but I think it's really very easily the Star Wars character, the biggest Star Wars character who we have no info about, really. I mean, we have a little bit of his backstory that's told in the prequel trilogies and in the Clone Wars, but we don't know really much else about this character. And that character is Yoda, who's honestly one of my favorite characters in all of fiction, all of fiction. Yeah. You know, little, little miniature Buddha right there. That guy is awesome. Um, Empire Strikes Back, him in those movies, some of my favorite moments, some of my favorite lines that I remember from watching that movie when I was like four or five years old um, back in the eighties. And it's, I mean, it's really, really easy to me to make this choice for the simple fact that we don't know what race Yoda is and we have never seen, well, not never, but we've almost never seen another member of his race except for Yaddle in the, in the sequel, in the prequel trilogies, excuse me, the female Yoda character that's on the Jedi Council, right? And the child or baby Yoda who still doesn't tell us anything about the, what, what Yoda's race is. Um, although I, I am a little hopeful because if you look at it here, what they're doing, I think, with the child is they're trying to expand a little bit on obviously what the race of what Ryota's race is. And we can see something that we've always, we've always thought to be true. Um, it seems that Yoda's race is probably slightly more force sensitive than most other races. Um, I've always suspected that. And if you watch the Mandalorian, as we've seen recently, it, it looks like that's something that they're trying to, to expand upon that they're like just a race of force sensitive beings somehow. Um, but you look at Yoda, you don't know who his family is. You've never heard of Yoda's parents. You've never heard if Yoda has any siblings or cousins. You don't know anything about where Yoda's race is, what planet they come from. I mean, did they get wiped out somehow? Um, are they somehow hidden from the universe? Why does Yoda never mention his planet? in any interaction he has with any of the characters. I mean, well, go ahead. this is going to sound kind of dumb on my part, but I, um, okay. this is going to be a, one of Eli's crazy fan theories kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> so you know how there is a Sith race? Yes. Mm -hmm. What if they are the quote unquote Jedi? Race. They could be. They could be. I, I actually, I think that's a pretty decent theory. Honestly, I don't think that's a bad theory yeah. at all, because it would explain why Yoda is so involved in like the machinations of the universe and why he's so powerful. You know, and it would it would also probably explain why his race tends not to be in the spotlight too much because they would have a target on their back if you really think about it. If they're the Jedi, the representation of the Jedi in the universe, quote unquote, then you figure that any Sith Lord knowing the location of their planet would go after them all the time. Maybe that's why know. there's only one Yoda left. Maybe. Just, yeah, maybe they got wiped out somehow. But why don't we know that? Keeping you know? themselves very well hidden. Which is also something that would be cool. I mean... Right, guys, if you look at it from this angle, there's so many cool directions they can go in with explaining what the deal is with Yoda's race. I mean, you can go like you, you can go in, in a variety of different directions, like you said, where they've been wiped out, they've been hidden, they're the Jedi race, they're not. 
Like there's so many possibilities. And again, when you, with Yoda being one of the most charismatic and awesome characters um, in the, in all of the trilogy and all of the TV shows, I mean, he has so many great moments in the sequel trilogies or excuse me, in the prequel trilogy, you have him, you know, fighting the emperor or fighting Count Dooku. I mean, we all went kind of crazy at that moment, even though it was a little funny and ridiculous. It was like, okay, now we know how powerful Yoda is. Um, you know, and he just has all these great moments. And we, I would like to know what, what made Yoda into the being that he is. And kind of not the last point, but like another big point is he's been around for hundreds of years. How many stories can you tell about a character like Yoda and about his race when he's been around for that long? Like how many generations of other Jedi, human Jedi or other races of alien Jedi has he been involved in? Has he trained? Has he recruited? Like there's so many other stories that he could even intertwine with that are already being told as he's, you know, being intertwined with clone wars and stuff like that, obviously. But there's so many other stories outside of some of these main stories that have been integral to the star Wars canon for so long, like the clone wars and things like that. There's so many outside stories that Yoda can be involved in. Um, You can expand on his relationship with Chewbacca and then you can tell a little bit more about Chewbacca's backstory at the same time. You can make this kind of its own, weird semi-buddy show not in the same way as cheer at imwe and and bays where they're always together but you could have chewbacca be like a really important peripheral character in yoda's tv show maybe since they have such a a, a good relationship i mean yeah um go ahead Eli. oh uh, yeah i feel that okay i just learned this but i feel like um yoda would be a great transition into the legends because yeah. there's one character that uh I'll just say his name, Mark Ragnos. Mm-hmm. Does nobody know who this is? am I the only one who knows who, who this is? No, I know I know who he is. Um I but explain for the audience a little bit, so because yeah. he is a little so, more vague who he is. He's the Sith Lord who created Vitate. Mm-hmm. And he ruled as the Dark Lord for like um, I don't know how long, but I, I, I don't know too much about him because I just learned about him. But yeah, he was a Sith, he was a Sith Lord during the the era of the Sith Lord's reign, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sith's uh, reign. And yeah, that's all I know, basically. But I feel like using Yoda would be a great way to transition into the Legends universe, because mm-hmm. if he dates back uh like hundreds of years ago then you could probably i don't know i don't know how you can include it but like start including like the stuff from legends since he dates back to to like hundreds of years ago am i the only one what no i i can see that he might i I agree with you as well because that that's kind of my point eli i agree because because of Yoda's age and because of his his connection to so many different characters, you're right. He could be connected to Marco Ragnos in some way as well, because of how integral he is to the story. But he's you know kind of the Sith side of Yoda. I believe he ruled for like a hundred, like a couple hundred years, if I remember his backstory correctly. Yeah. Like he lived for a very long time, also. So their stories probably have to intersect in some way. And can you imagine, like? a conflict, a fight or, or something between Yoda 
and Mark Aragnos, like that would be yeah. insane, right? Because they're both so powerful. Yeah, that's that's really one of because I could definitely see that after learning about him, I don't know. Something about me just like that popped into my head. Especially since Mark Aragnos isn't really even a Sith. He's part Jedi, a dark mm-hmm. Jedi. So maybe like what Yoda could be his apprentice. I know I know that sounds a bit too over the top, but like it's not impossible I, though. You it know just what I mean? popped into my head. You know, this conversation got me thinking. Mm-hmm. What if there is a balance that the Yoda species tries to create? So I find mm-hmm. it a little interesting that the child shows up after Yoda has been killed. What if they send one of their species out into the universe to at least to help, keep the Jedi afloat? To help bring the balance? I so can see that too. Does he like respawn, reincarnate? It's no, not no, reincarnation. No, no, no. It's that they. This is how I think about it. They have their own planet, saying. right? Mm-hmm. They're the most secluded beings on in in the in, in in the universe. Yeah, have to be. Every so often, they will send one of their own out into the greater universe to do force stuff. When yes, that member dies they will then send out another one. Which makes some sense. Or when they're getting old, too, because I guess baby Yoda, the child was probably born just before Yoda died, a few years before Yoda died at this point, right? Or probably about 30, 45 years or so. Because remember, The Mandalorian takes place right after, almost, Return of the Jedi. So they were alive at the same time. But we don't know where baby Yoda was up until recently. He might have been on his home planet and they might and have just sent him out. Yeah. after Yoda died. And I mean... See, there you go. Am I and, the only one who gets... Wait, how, you can go. You can go. Go ahead, Eli. What were you going to say? Go ahead. You, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yoda kind of reminds me of Kami. Um, yeah, he's kind of like a mentor character to so many other characters. It makes sense. He is kind of like a guardian or a god to a certain extent. Not a god, maybe, but like he is a guardian the way that Kami is. I mean, Kami is is god in Dragon Ball, so it's a little different. But yeah, it's and it's a, a position that gets passed down. And I mean, just think of all the other possibilities when you think about like, what was Yoda like in his prime? You know what I mean? I know he's very powerful because of his ability to project the force. It's not just physical for him because he can make himself physically powerful with the force. But what about like, I mean, and I know Yoda's race isn't the most physically imposing, but what about when he was young? Like, was he like way more tough and badass or like, was he more headstrong? Was he more kind of a crazy character or naive or childish the way that he portrays himself at first in the Empire Strikes Back where he's a joke character or childish in the way that the child is like, I want to know all these things about Yoda. I want to see a Yoda in his prime. I want to see a Yoda that makes mistakes because he's not the wise character that we see him as in, you know, the return of the Jedi and well in the prequel trilogy and in the original trilogy where he also makes mistakes. Obviously let's, let's not, you know, let's be fair. He makes mistakes and doesn't see the rise of the Sith, but I want to see what kinds of mistakes Yoda makes when he's, I don't know, 150 years old. And he's like a teenager or something like that. 
whatever the heck, however the heck they age. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it would be awesome. And it sounds like something that you guys would be excited about. And for me, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, you can connect it to basically all of the characters that we all mentioned today. You can have Yoda in a way connected to their stories, help to launch their stories because he's so integral to the Star Wars universe. And for me, that's why it's an easy, easy, easy choice that Yoda needs a huge expansion on his backstory. And I would say TV shows are the way to go. It could even be animated. It doesn't matter to me. There's great quality animated shows, as we all know. But I need to see I need to see Yoda expanded upon. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think, but that's that's a big one for me. Um yes, yes, indeed. All right. So uh i guess that does it for us for this week we all have our slightly different and awesome choices for who can be expanded upon in star wars and we hope that you're listening dave filoni we hope you're listening john favreau and anyone else who makes cool star wars content um these are the stories we'd like to see and you know we'd love to hear from you the fans as well as to what star wars characters you would like to see um, expanded upon again, whether in TV, uh, or film animated or otherwise. And, you know, give us your feedback on that. Cause we certainly like to, to see what you guys think you can get, reach out to us on the get geek podcast on Instagram. Um, and let us know what you guys think. Maybe, uh, maybe we could put something up and ask that question. We'll see what we can do about that. But, you know, Reach out to us and let us know who you guys think should be a Star Wars character that we expand upon. Uh, And with that, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Get Geek podcast. Uh, I want to thank the crew, as always, for being with me and jumping on these great conversation topics. Again, just a quick mention, thank you guys for bearing with us while our sound quality is a little bit lower as a result of recording remotely and doing social distancing, being responsible. We hope you are all out there in the geekdom safe and responsible as well. And a reminder, guys, uh, do us a favor, like, share, rate, and subscribe our content. Of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, you can check us out on Instagram to find out a little bit more about the podcast that we'll be releasing and the episodes we'll be releasing. That's at Get Geek Podcast. Look us up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. Once again, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this week's edition of the Get Geek Podcast, where we talk about who needs to be expanded upon in Star Wars. Um, As always, as usual, I would like all of you out there in the internet geekdom to do what? Stay geeky, my friends. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Peace.